Greetings, you are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and I really appreciate that you're listening because I've got a great interview subject coming up for you. You've probably read the liner notes, but in case you haven't, it's J.F. Dagonet or Jean-Francois Dagonet from the Canadian. I suppose they're still Canadian, aren't they? But the band is called Cataclysm. J.F. lives in uh, the United States these days. I believe he's a naturalised citizen, but... Uh, Regardless, Cataclysm are one of the best extreme metal outfits, in my opinion, of all time. They're about 17 or 18 albums deep. It's hard to bloody count, actually, if you're following Wikipedia. But either way, the new album from the lads is called Unconquered. It'll be out via Nuclear Blast on the 25th of September 2020, which, of course, is the catalyst for our conversation here. But you know me, I can't resist talking about all sorts of stuff. Before we get to the chat, I'll let you know this was conducted at about 6.25 in the morning. I sound really dusty, like as if I've had a tough night the night before, meaning been drinking and carrying on and all the rest of it. I haven't been, it's just I'm not really a morning person, to be honest with you, except if you get an opportunity to chat to Jean-Francois from Cataclysm. So here he is. Let's go. Hello. Hey, mate. How's things going? Good, yourself? Oh, plugging away, can't complain. It's a, uh, what time is it, 25 past six in the morning here, mate. The sun is up. And, uh... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> good good <laughs> no morning. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Yeah, when John was talking about times, um, like last week, all of the times were, because I've got two kids, and I, like it was fell right at the time trying to get them to school. So I said, uh-huh. give, me, give me one earlier if you can, see if JF's available earlier, and here we are. So there's no worries. No, it's, it's all good for me. It's mid afternoon here. Oh, sweet! Sundays. Yeah, same here. I got, I got the, I got one daughter as well. She starts school tomorrow, and we're we're gonna do the old virtual thing. So uh, she's gotta sit in front of a laptop for a few hours, and I gotta wake up early to make sure that happens as well. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, is that right? So you're you're in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. So is that right? Texas is all yes. um, remote learning for kids at the moment. Yes, uh, they're going to start like that for the first month, and I guess they're going to reassess what the, the situation is and if they're going to uh, reopen or not in a month. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think yeah. the governor is pushing hard for reopening, but the actual schools themselves don't really want it. So it's a little bit of a battle, and let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. It must be. I know you're from uh, Quebec originally. It must yes. be strange for you being in the U.S. with everything going on, you know, with, um, you know, just the, the shit that we're seeing on, on Twitter. No, uh, you know what I mean with the riots that are happening in Portland and Seattle and all the rest of it. What do you, what do you when you see all of that sort of stuff happening it's, in the country you're now living it's, in? It's really crazy to me because um, I feel like where I live, uh, I'm I'm on a, in a suburb of Dallas. Hmm. in texas and i feel that i'm living a little bit in, a, in my own bubble in the sense that i feel like i'm outside all of that <laughs> that, that i see on the news like everybody else uh, i feel it's it's crazy because it's not that far from me it's happening for real yeah. and yet like like where i live like, i didn't see any rioting or anything hmm. crazy happening like every, like every everyone gets along and i feel like the racial thing it's 
for sure i'm sure i'm sure it's there because there's so many people talking about it but like i live in a in an area that's very multicultural and there's a lot of uh, um, south american mexican people living mm. here and there's a lot of and like americans as well and everybody gets along I, i find everybody gets along but then if you hear it from uh, another perspective from another uh, uh, person of color i'd say uh, maybe I, i i could see where the problem would be or maybe like they have a different uh, version of that story for for sure but i i it's crazy because it feels like every different kind of problems happening at the same time so it, it looks yeah, like no. very chaotic but at the same time where i where i am it's totally normal so i'm just kind of like uh, looking at every problem and making my own idea on, on the problem and hopefully it all gets sorted and to uh, do something that's better for everybody but i i just i i, I feel i feel bad it's uh, just a weird state of the world right now It's very strange, you know, and it's all driven by social media, a lot of this stuff. I think, you know, these movements, as soon as someone videotapes something on their phone and then mm -hmm. puts it on social media, I mean, it, I feel like as though just all over the world at the moment, particularly in Europe and uh, in North America there, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're like literally an hour away from things just exploding again at any given time, given... I mean, I, I actually, to be honest, man, I feel really sorry for the police because I think they've got a bloody awful job to do. And Exactly. In North America, they're like those poor police in, in Portland are just dealing with... Uh, just before we got on our call here, I, uh, you know, Andrew Bogut, the basketball player? He's the Australian basketball yes. player. Yeah, so he puts up a lot of things on his Twitter profile from things that happened in the United States and makes a little bit of a comment from his perspective. And uh, I think I went down the rabbit hole of one of his tweets into something else, which ended up on the Portland police Twitter profile. I mean, they just, they just, they can't win. Like no matter what they do to try to contain uh, lawlessness and bring some law and order, they're going to attract mm -hmm. a lot of criticism from people that they're effect effectively trying to protect So, I mean, this whole idea of defunding police, I don't know what people think is going to happen. You know, I mean, you only have to look through yeah, history. It's, it's, yeah. There's, there's, there's two sides to every story, and there's a lot of agenda push. That's what I see is a lot of people are pushing their own political agenda through these events yeah. that are happening. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's just a, it, it, it's madness because you have a system in place that somewhat works, But yet people keep on improving. I think that's fine. But there's ideas that definitely I think won't work. And uh, there's still a lot of tons of people pushing for them. And I don't know. I can just sit. And, from my perspective, I'm just going to sit and hopefully uh, survive all these things. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing you. Yeah. And uh, I am I'm can do. kind of a. Yeah, and it's, it's weird because it's a weird time. Like, yet we're trying to put out a new record and now there's this pandemic happening we can't tour we can't play shows because everything has been postponed to next year mm, and yeah. uh, so we're trying trying our best to promote the stuff but at the same time all these other things are happening on the news that i think are taking over everything because that's what that's how people are interested in into is all these other problems that are happening around us and it's it makes it really hard for a musician at the moment to try to <laughs> push, push their yeah. own art and and things yeah 
Well, look, what can we say? If, if there's two consistents in this world, it's uh, chaos and an awesome album from yourself and Cataclysm, mate. Because, I mean, I, I was listening to Unconquered and I was trying to find the right descriptors uh, when I was writing reviews and articles and when I was talking to you. But all I can say is, mate, it's just another killer installment in an of an extreme metal masterwork from yourself. That's the first thing. I love your guitar playing. I think I don't know if you remember. We had a chat about a year and a half ago. Yeah, you know, I, I remember. Uh, yeah, that, that yeah. was I was I was talked about talking to you again. Uh, yeah, it's today. Well, I mean, but I mean, look, you're up to your seventeenth album. Okay, I think I think I'm right in saying that seventeenth studio album is an extreme metal artist. I mean, it's an incredible feat when you think of it. I, mean, I started listening right when you guys had your debut about 1992, 1993. <laughs> when this music was considered basically unlistenable by people in the majority of the record industry. Now there is no record industry, as we know. It's just the internet and the way bands decide to market themselves to their fans. And I just love the fact that you guys have been bringing extreme metal to the people, you in particular, your guitar playing, because it is inspirational. People listen to you when they go, I want to become a better guitarist because of the way that you play. And so, so I think Unconquered is worthy of your brand and your name. So... I mean, what, what else can we really say about... Well, what else can you say about the album uh, apart from that? I mean, it's, as I say, it's, <laughs> I, I, I reach for descriptors and I can't well, really well, find any. It's, it's just a great well, album. Th thank you so much about your uh, your, your comments on, on the record. I mean, it, from my point of view, it's exciting because I've been doing all these interviews and I'm talking to people I know all over the world and some other and, and new people at have been uh, like requesting interviews and stuff and mm. they're uh, like all of like all, all across the board everybody has nothing but nice things to say and it's so awesome i feel great about releasing this album and i feel that it, it's it's cool that it's coming out uh, this year because uh, uh, the record label wanted to push it the next year Mm. Um, because of everything that's going on and they're saying like it's such a great album don't waste it this year and we, we were like no like it's it's been recorded and done and mixed since uh, we finished the mixing in December oh, wow. so we fought back and we really wanted it out this year so they they managed to get the date of September 25 for the release and we were really happy that the it's coming out now so uh, and at the end of the day we we're like who cares if we lose a, f a bit of sales because it's not in prime time or whatever but i think now is a great time for metal people are pissed off and angry everywhere mm -hmm. and angry music it's it's uh, i think it's as a place right now uh, this year and uh, i feel that uh, another something that's new on this record i i guess uh, i want to come back to your question Something that's new on this record, I, for the first time, I'm using a seven-string guitar, and yes. I, I was always on six-string before, so that's a new thing for this record, and it, I find it opened up a whole new range of things that I can do, and sound textures and colors that I can add to the music, and, and this sort of like super heaviness that is added to the sound, and I, I really like that that factor i had a lot of fun like playing the, the seven string and just the first time that i played that f uh, the f sharp super low wow. chord -sharp, on it that yeah. went it, it went like and I, was, I went like oh my god why why are we not using this on all our songs <laughs> and i started writing with it and i sent the songs to the other guys and they were like holy shit that's great let's do it and uh 
another thing we did different on this album is it's something that we used to do when we started me and Mauricio wrote most of the music when we first got together and like in the early 90s and uh, we kind of went back to that on this new album so it's me and them that put out put the whole thing together like we used to in the old days except that he's the singer now back in the day he used to be the bass player so yeah. he has like the the singer's per- perspective which is even better because he knows where he wants to put his his choruses and verse and things like that at the same time as we're stru- structuring the whole thing so we we have this uh, this chemistry and this magic together when we write and it's still here uh, 30 something years later and we had such a good time putting this album together so I think that plus the seven string thing and plus like we were everyone in the band dedicated themselves like 250% on this new album everything came along great and uh, we, we got this mix uh, as well from Colin Richardson which is a an old school producer that we love fantastic yeah uh, and that that was retired because Colin is in his 60s and he retired a few years ago but we we really wanted him to do this for us cuz we love uh, a lot of it, the album that he worked on are some of our favorite sounds that we heard uh, in this jar and we wanted him to have his touch on one of our records so it happened finally and then there we're, we're so excited about this record hopefully hopefully if you reading this or listening to this uh, check it out i think we did something great um 30 years later a lot of people are uh, are kind of expect a certain type of music from us or a certain sound and so sometimes we come up with a new record and and it kind of uh, goes under the radar because people know what cataclysm is and they'll be like ah, I'll, uh, I'll, I, either they're going to press play or they're just going to skip and, and still listen to the older albums but I think we did something fantastic on this one and so give it a chance and, and, and let us know uh, how you think yeah I agree it's a modern sounding extreme metal album and I think you found the, the perfect person in Colin Richardson because I found he's uh, so he's worked with Trivium. We know the albums that he's done there, but I mm-hmm. think the album outside of Unconquered that had a similar guitar sound to yours, which I, which I think is one of the best guitar sounds I've heard uh, on an album captured for an extreme metal outfit, was Cannibal Corpse's Bloodthirst, and <laughs> you know Pat O'Brien's tone on that one there. So I can actually hear that it's when I heard it because I you know I'm a lifelong extreme metal fan. When I heard it, I was like, man, I've heard this this sound before it's not the same tone but it's a sound and then i thought and then when i, I was reading the bio and john put in there that colin richardson helped out i was like aha uh-huh, there you go but i hope he doesn't retire mate did you manage to convince him to come out of retirement especially because of what he's done here with you guys because I, I think he's one of the few guys along with eric from um morbid angel and hate eternal uh-huh. that can pull just a vicious extreme metal guitar tone yeah i mean he's uh he he was uh he was retired and what happened is I I have a friend in the UK called Chris Clancy. He also worked on this record. That's he's a he's an engineer as well. Mm-hmm. And we I know Chris for years that we've been talking and we were talking we were talking one day about guitar tones and uh, I was mentioning Colin Richardson to him because he did so many great guitar tones I love and I was telling him like I wish mm-hmm. I could have like a, a camper profile of of colin richardson's sound in my <laughs> camper because I, I i love that sound and he was like you know what 
Uh, Colin lives a few blocks away from me. I can just ask him myself. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. Awesome. So I, I told him, like, uh, screw, screw the guitar tone. Ask him if he wants to mix our new album. <laughs> that's and that, that's, how yeah. it, that's how it happened. It was a, a total fluke. Mm. And at the same time, like, he said yes. And so what happened is Colin, he doesn't, he's, he's retired. He doesn't own the studio. And uh, he... He's not very familiar with the latest technology of uh, of rec audio recording. Sure. So, so he got together with Chris Clancy, which is one of my friends, and because uh, uh, Chris knows everything that's modern, he knows like Pro Tools in and out, uh, er everything uh, that people use on modern records. So, he went together with Colin, and we rented Andy Sneap Studio, a backstage studio in the UK, where where we did the the Ghosts and Gods. Okay. So uh, Chris and Chris and Colin got together in there, and they they pulled this magical record that we we just did. Yeah, it's fantastic, mate. As I say, and uh, look, the the other thing about the album is I think the Beast has made a comeback after a few album mm -hmm. absences. Uh, so would would you say at this point in time he's your version of Eddie or Vic Rattlehead? Yes, uh, uh, the Art Beast. Uh, hmm. He was there on on a very successful era of the band, uh, part of the uh, imagery and all that, and. We decided to let him go because we wanted to venture, uh, explore different things. And then when we were looking for an artist for this new album, there's people have thrown the idea of why don't you bring back the beast? And uh, I was one in the band that was against that idea because I thought I, I, I prefer to look at the future versus the past. And I always like to do new things. But uh, then uh, the, the guy that did the artwork, um, uh, Blake Armstrong um, sent us a sketch of what he had in mind for the Beast, and we, we all our jaws dropped. And we're like, "Man, that's perfect. That's that's what we need." <laughs> mm. And then uh, he sent he sent the vinyl version with the with the white background, and we were really blown away, and we're so happy he's back, and we love the the, the new artwork. So I think yep. it matches everything. Everything matches really well. Like the the, the song structures a new sound with Colin, and then. This beast artwork and and the title Unconquered, which means a lot about like we're still here thirty years later and we're still strong as a band and relevant. So all that packaged together and I think it's a really cool uh, release and I'm happy to release it. I I, I can't wait because it's feels mm. like we finished this a, still a few months ago and and uh, it's weird that it's not out for me but. But uh, it's coming, it's coming out finally. So I'm excited to hear all our, our supporters and fans what they're gonna have to say about it. Yeah, it's it's interesting um, the comments that you made earlier about the release um, wanting to be delayed by nuclear blasts. So that that gives mm -hmm. me some insight actually, because as you when you can appreciate, everything's just stopped. Like so, I was used to doing up to five interviews a week. Now I'm lucky if I do one, and that's because there aren't albums coming out, and they're also the tours occurring because we just cannot yeah. tour at the moment so have, have they do nuclear blast do they give you any advice around okay so fair enough it's about promotion but the ways in which you can promote the album like are they asking you to do more videos for youtube that sort of thing uh the, the, the thing that changed that changed a lot uh, at first when COVID hit uh, and the part the pandemic started Everything came to out in the music industry because they couldn't simply press the records 
like uh, yeah. the, the the physical copies, like the the CDs and the vinyls and all that. So they had to wait till the the factories reopen, which is uh, one thing. And the other thing is they count on bands to tour to promote the actual record. Uh, that's a big part of like uh, uh, of the selling point because when the bands come to your city, your fans come out, and then they know about the new album, they're gonna buy it because uh, they want to support and hear the new songs before uh, the show and all that. Um, I, I think they, yeah, they, they were asking us like, please guys, if you can do uh, more interviews, more press, that would be very much appreciated, which we agreed because I think it makes sense. Like there's nothing else we can do. We're, we're stuck home anyways, so might as well do all the interviews and, and push as hard as we can and do all the, the promo video stuff. And, and, um, I, I think it's the best way to promote right now, and it's the only thing mm -hmm. we can do. Um, and uh, anyways, I think the real fans of the band, the way it works is they, 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 they will find out that our album's coming out in a way or another, or they, they follow us on our socials, and they like it's word of mouth, and it goes quite fast. And, and I think when you do something right, they're going to listen to it and then tell their friends, hey, new album's out, it's great. Yeah. Check it out. And, mm. I, I'm not. I'm not afraid. I, I believe in our fan base, and I believe they're gonna support us once more, like like they always do. Mm. And uh, that's why that's what we told the label. I think with Cataclysm, uh, we do have a strong fan base of supporters, and and they're gonna follow us in whatever crazy endeavors we choose to <laughs> choose to do or come up as ideas to do and they, they're always there for us and i think they're, they're gonna be here to support this album and and yeah. we're, we're trying to to get as much as we can out out of the available media out there and the underground because the underground is always supportive of underground records and underground bands and i i think uh, i i believe in that old system of things i'm glad to hear you know because you are you are a band that has some prominence but you are an extreme metal act that does appeal to underground metal fans and i think most of my listenership most of my listenership is actually in the united states um mm -hmm. and a lot do contact me and when i look at their facebook profiles i'm like you can tell there that they're the dyed in the wool extreme and heavy metal fan and so quite often they'll listen to every episode that i release and i think you're spot on mate i think that they're the people that uh, act as the influences on the casual listener because of their enthusiasm mm -hmm. on this sort of music. And I think it is very important to your point too that you were able to release an album during this COVID period because there's this... I, mate, between us and God knows whoever else is going to listen to the podcast, I don't think we're getting out of this, this COVID thing anytime soon, unfortunately. I, I, you know? I don't think either, personally. It's just... No. It seems like it keeps on getting worse and things keep on yeah. getting worse around it. So I'm not... I'm I'm not too optimistic about that part, but hopefully everything is rescheduled for us uh, starting next summer, mm. and hopefully knocking on wood things happen. But I'm not optimistic about it. Mm. Uh, I'm just I, one thing I know for sure is like uh, I, I believe in the underground metal scene and, and metal ads in general because uh we're all we're out there I'm, I'm the same way i feel included in this because I, that's how i am I, i'm a metal fan i i keep uh, 
I, I, I keep looking online to news of what's going on in the metal world, and I sure. love new music, and I, I love I love what's going on to see what's going on with bands, what they do, what what they come up with, and, and I, I just I'm I'm into it. So I I believe this 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 thing is is gonna set us apart from like the more mainstream type of uh, absolutely musicians and artists. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this, because I'm writing a book at the moment, but has anybody yeah. approached you about writing your story? Because I, I imagine you have a heck of a story to tell about your time in the band. Well, no, no, never. I never had that. I, I, I thought about it. I eventually, at some point, to maybe write all of it down, like the the story of everything through my eyes, because yeah. I feel like like sometimes I'm, I'm the guy in the band that... Uh, speaks a bit less than the other ones. I'm, I'm less in the media than, than the other, like Mauricio and, and sometimes Stefan is more like the, also the, the 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 guy that's hanging out a lot with the public and he has so many sure. friends. And I'm I'm just I'm just always I feel like I'm the guy in the background, but I have uh, my own version of things. Maybe it would be interested interesting to have that coming out uh, at some point. But uh, no, I've never uh, I've never been asked that before. That's yeah. That's interesting because I think at last count there were only five or six books out there from heavy metal and extreme metal luminaries. So talking mm-hmm. about Max, Max Cavalera, Dave Mustaine, Rex Brown, but you know yourself, the guys in Cannibal. Um, I mean Trey from Morbid Angel. God, he's the Alpha and the Omega, really. I mean, I'd love to write his autobiography, Ghostwriter mm-hmm. at the very least. But there's just this this. And, and God, we all read, don't we? I mean, especially with uh, the restrictions that are still here and the like. So, yeah, I look absolutely. Oh, yeah, plant the seed, mate. I'm writing my first book. Once I've done that, mate, I might reach out and say, if you want me to help you write yours, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll offer my oh, services. Absolutely, I'd, I'd, I'd be uh, I'd be into it. I mean, if if I could get somebody to actually take what's in my head and somehow make make sense of it on paper, it might might be a cool idea. Mm, yeah, indeed, yeah. Hey, mate, I'll, I'll make this my last question before I go go and get the kids yes. organised for school. But look, the Australian tour, like I know the the uh, unfortunately the Brisbane show was cancelled, wasn't it last year? So uh, with hypocrisy, but the tour did go uh-huh. ahead, if I'm not mistaken. So was it a success for you guys? Otherwise, yeah, I mean, we we had such a great time in Australia. Uh, the, the the shows we've played because I think there was something with a visa or something happened, and we had to. Yeah, delay like the trip yeah. for one day and then uh we couldn't make it in time for the first show but the, the the rest of the shows happened and they were great and we had so much love and support for the from the aussie crowd and we love just being there because for us it's another world kind of like that resembles ours but on the other side of the planet so it's always interesting <laughs> to come and and see how things are like over there and and uh we always have a blast, and and also with the hypocrisy guys because we know those guys from way back in the day. We did yeah. many tours with them, and uh, we're aging, but I think we're aging well together, <laughs> and we're we had a, a good time with those guys because we did like a worldwide kind of touring campaign. Mm. So uh, we did a European, the, like a Euro tour first, and then it was Australia, and we we went from there. We went to Japan, and Japan was good as well. It was fun. Um, and uh, nothing, nothing bad to say about about the, the Australian metal scene. I think the shows were good. A lot of uh, it was intense, and I know that we're not coming every record. And we're, we, whenever we can, we will 
we will come and, and I, you can tell because everyone was so angry like hungry to hear us play and and yeah. enjoy the show so hopefully we can uh, come back again with this record it would be it would be awesome well, fingers, fingers crossed and look I mentioned a bunch of great producers beforehand but I forgot Pete from Hypocrisy and I've had a chat to him about his work yes, on yes. Monotheus with Celtic Frost and and you can just tell he's mm-hmm. just such a such a big fan of extreme metal and heavy metal and he plays in the bands too so mm-hmm. I, I think I think these days you know people are you know they're, they're looking for things and they've got a lot of time on their hands and stuff and all I can say is you know courtesy guitar playing from yourself and this album here Unconquered and the work that Pete's done in Hypocrisy there's so many things for people to get excited about and get curious about with heavy metal and extreme mm-hmm. metal I just I just think that if people can sort of refocus their energy and channel their pursuits into more creative things like what you guys do we might have a little bit of an easier world to live in but people seem to want to the chaos at the moment unfortunately but that's uh <laughs> that's life mate not much you you and i can yeah, do about it yeah. but, but look i mean i mean the way i see things it's like i've had a good life because i mean i love what i do and i'm either with the band or the stuff i do with my own recording studio and i have been I've been living from music the past 30 years, and I I, I also am blessed that I have a nice family here with my, my daughter and my wife, and so everything in my life is 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 good. I don't have really any reason to be angry, except when I pick up my guitars and for some reason <laughs> like tons of angry riffs come out, and I'll, it's always been that way since I started playing. But I when I look at other peoples in the world that don't have that chance, perhaps, and they're angry people outside inside and then just externalize that anger like in so many crazy ways but i wish there would be more people creative or or doing something and channel that energy in a different way and make more positive out of it then for sure would be a better world Mate, you're living, you're living your own truth and appreciate that, man. As I say, Unconquered, a killer album, but like all, you just don't have a weak release in you, mate, to be honest. There's just, it's all killer, no filler with you, mate. So congratulations with Unconquered. Really hope we get to catch up sometime in the future. And uh, look, keep that book idea in mind, okay? I want to get this book that I'm writing uh, under my belt, but I might, might reach out to you, mate. And uh, if you're keen, no obligation, but if you're keen, we can talk about it. Sounds great, sounds great. Yeah, like finish your book and whenever it's... Uh... It's that time. Uh, reach out and we'll we'll talk mm. for sure. Thanks. And and thank you for your time and uh, interview again. And so it's always great to talk to you. Yeah, thank you, brother. Thanks so much for everything you've done for extreme metal and heavy metal. And uh, look, God bless. And uh, hopefully we catch up soon. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks, brother. No worries. Yeah, all right. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. It syndicates for the A List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay Smith. Appreciate that you've listened to myself and Jean-Francois Dagonet from Cataclysm talk about all sorts of stuff, specifically the album Unconquered, which will be released via Nuclear Blast on the 25th of September 2020. Until next time, thanks.